what are they staring at? You know, can they see spirits? Yeah, probably. You're listening to The Real House Witches of South Wales, hosted by me, Jack and Laura, and brought to you by Son of Saturn. Son of Saturn is an esoteric company based in Wales, creating handmade candles that are made for your spiritual and witchcraft practices. All of our candles are made with the intention of offerings to your patrons and deities and scented with their attributed scents, such as pomegranate for Hecate and sandalwood for Selene, goddess of the moon. You can find these candles along with crystals and tarot and astrology services on the Son of Saturn website. The link can be found in our show notes, or you can type in sonofsaturnco.com or sonofsaturnco.etsy.com and find all of your spiritual tools there. This podcast brings spirituality, witchcraft, the paranormal, and more together. So sit back, light some incense, relax, and enjoy the show. The Housewives of Wales. (laughs) It's not the Housewives of Wales. House witches, yeah. (laughs) Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Real House Witches of South Wales. The real, real house, house. which is <laughs> of South Wales. Oh my god, hey everyone, welcome to the real house, which is South Wales. We are here, we are ready to be spiritual, spiritual girls, and we are ready <laughs> to talk all things spiritual. Um, so Laura, oh my god, welcome, oh my god. welcome, 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 Croatia. Uh, Christo, Laura, Christo. Oh, my God. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yawn. Hebbed. Oh, obviously, if you want to honest, hebbed. Gwych. So, Laura, how are you feeling today? You know, it's our spiritual podcast. Um, we're going to be spiritual today. Um, but before we get into our topic of the week... You know, fill the listeners in on like what you've been up to this week, how you're feeling. You know, let's have a chat. Okay. Is this like a new segment? Yeah, a new segment um, about our lives. I'm having a great time. Yeah, just uh, living life, just having curry, um, curry and chips, curry asclodion. Um, yeah, how are you? And how's your car? Is your car fixed yet? Oh my god, For guys. Don't know. Oh my god, we've got to update the peeps. We've got to update them. Um, so, fellow witches, spiritual people, pagans, druids, and all things spooky listening to this podcast, um, guess what, guys? My car broke. Um, things were going wrong to the point where I thought I had been hexed. I was like, oh my god, guys, have I been hexed? Has somebody put a curse on me? Oh, <clears throat> uh, oh. You haven't been hexed. Oh, of course not. No, no not. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, of course not, no. Um, okay, well, that was interesting. Uh, anyway, uh, I thought maybe that was a possibility because things were just going wrong so much. So just to be on the safe side um, during the full moon, I sent it all back to whoever sent it my way. So if I was hexed, mm, they're going to be in trap. But anyway, um, I'm sure it was just a string of ill fortune and bad luck, TBH. Um, So what happened was my car... So 
yeah, it was quite bad. So basically my car came home from work and um, I was parking up, put it in reverse and it started going... And I was like, oh my God, that is not what a car is supposed to sound like. That is not a good sound. So um, at first I thought maybe I'd like run over something and it all like sucked up into the air vent. But no, it was the dreaded belt that had been chewing itself to death um and i think uh it wasn't the main belt that like completely fucks up your car it wasn't that it was just like a belt that could be easily fixed so that's good so basically guys long story short because i'm aware you just want to know what happened to my car um, but it's fixed now so basically i got home from work this evening and um well i've had to be i've had to be like getting like trains like I'm not being funny, guys, but do you know who I am? I had to go on public transport. So that was interesting. And quite expensive. In a pandemic as well. In a pandemic. Yes, well, yes. Um, And very expense. Um, But money flows to me in abundance because money is just energy after all. Um, But here we are, feeling okay. Got home. And then, oh my God, I got a call from the garage. Oh, your car's ready. I was like, oh my God. They were like, we close in an hour. I was like, oh my God. So um, my dad picked me back up and we went to get my car and I was on the drive and I'm ready to drive in my car um, and I will make sure it's like protected from any future hexes just in case. Um, but yes, to answer the question, hun, which was a very simple question, my car's back now, it's fixed. It's been a dark week. Well, good to know. What are we talk about then on this podcast? You know, guys, you probably don't care about the mundane of our lives, but that's a new segment on the show where we talk about our week and our life. So get used to it. Um, but um, this topic of this uh, podcast episode is we are talking about spiritual animals. Well, more so animals and spirituality. How animals kind of interlink and interweave with spirituality. And what they represent in spirituality. Um, so this was actually Laura's idea for the topic. Um, and it's a very interesting topic. Um, and before we dive into it and talk about these sort of animals. Laura, what did you, you know, what kind of prompted you to think of this? Like, what what information can you bring to the table for the listeners? Um, what can I bring to the table? Don't know yet. We'll find out in a few minutes. Um, why did I choose it? I don't know. I was just thinking, like, what have we not talked about yet? that it's something that we like probably should and I thought why have we not talked about like animals but I think we actually have briefly mentioned animals before in the episode with Josh I think it was I don't even know like where it came from we must have just you know mentioned it um but yeah now we're doing a full topic about um how animals can kind of you know connect with humans spirituality wise and um, yeah, so I just chose it because it's something that we haven't talked about yet, but was a potential topic. Yeah, so that is actually interesting. That makes sense about why you wanted to talk about it. It's good to kind of get a new topic in and talk about, you know, spiritual animals. Um, so I think we should start where where we have experience and where we know, and that is with cats, because we both fucking love cats. We are obsessed with cats. Um, so I just think we should definitely yes. bring the cats in. Yeah. Well, yeah, cats have a lot of intuition. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, they're, they're just known for picking up on energy. 
on humans energy if you've ever felt that before you feel like your cat like picks up on your mood honestly hun so i have um miley and dolly the two black cats and the recent addition of the main goon and um the two black black cats in particular like whenever i am you know in the zone of the witchcraft where i'm in my little uh uh, witchy room and I've set up all my altar and I've got the candles burning and I'm doing my spell work and whatever else I'm doing they're always there and I know cats are curious but like they're so calm and they're just sat there and they're watching and it's like they're involved it's like they're like overseeing the whole like process it's it's really interesting because they are they're just they just know when I'm about to do it. They know when I'm getting into that zone and they just come and join me um, and they make sure they're around. Um, And I always find that just really interesting. I'm sure it's just cats being curious, you know, but the two of them in particular just really want to kind of just sit there and watch you. Um, And they, they don't even, you know, they're quite playful cats, but they don't even try and play. They just sit and watch. Um, And part of me thinks it's like, Ooh, are they getting involved a little bit? Is this what, uh, the old witches back in the back in the day kind of had with all their kind of cats around them and doing their spell crafting and all that sort of stuff. Um, but you're right, cats really do have this sort of deep, like intuition to them. They're so mysterious, um, and it's it's not surprising that they get tarnished with this sort of spiritual brush a little bit. I mean, our cat, if he watches you, it means he wants food. To be honest, so <laughs> that's what it seems like. No, but yeah. You're right, yeah, they do sort of make you very calm, which is why they, you know, they use cats in, like, care homes, you know, to, like, calm residents down, put a cat on your lap, it calms you down. I remember once talking about um, cats picking up on your mood. I always remember when I was about 11, which is when we first got Sebastian, like, around about that time, there was one day I was, like, sad, but I can't remember why. I can't remember the reason why and then he just came along just started like rubbing against me and purring I always remember that one particular moment so yeah they are like an emotional companion as well yeah yeah definitely and you know I think with that as well it's it's proven that cats are able to offer uh you like a calming environment you know when they're not running around causing chaos um but when they're kind of calm and they're you know relaxing it creates this really nice um ambient kind of atmosphere um and you know they 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 are known for this sort of making the home feel relaxed and making the home feel quite peaceful um and there's research as well which suggests that cat owners live longer because of this you know because they de-stress people um you know they 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 help with us, you know, they help us. Um, even if a lot of the time they don't seem interested in us, they are, you know, they're there to help. Um, and, you know, what's interesting as well is, you know, we all hear a cat's purr and we all love a cat's purr. Um, but they purr at a frequency of 26 hertz. Um, and that's the frequency that scientists use in things like vibrational therapies, um, which they use to promote uh, tissue regeneration. Um so, you know, they have, it's almost like they have this healing ability to them, you know, this, this ability to kind of, like you say, know when you're low and they will purr. You know, Barley, the new cat, he tends to come up um, and 
sleeps right on my heart and um the spiritual side of me is that he's like on my um heart energy center and he's there you know purring away and he's like helping me heal <laughs> but of course he's just sat on my my, my chest purring um but i i like to think that sometimes that he's uh Okay, chest. I'm gonna sit on it. Yeah, yeah. But I like to think that he's doing that because he really does vibrate through my chest as he's purring, um, and he's such a like warm purr. Um, but they even say that cats are attuned to like auras, um, and they can kind of pick up on what's going on. You know, a cat will know if they trust you or not. It's that sort of thing, um, and you know we we're, we're cat owners and we see it sometimes they just pause and they stare at something you know they stare at something because they can see something and it's like they're looking at something that we can't see you know they see things well yeah that that can be on to like a whole other thing about and not just cats but bringing animals in general like dogs or any animal any pet in the house into it you know animals stare at nothing what are they staring at you know can they see spirits yeah probably it's like you know animals and children it's always the animals and the children that are looking at something that you can't see yes a hundred percent and cats as well historically you know in folklore um in history they're always kind of there and they're always observed there, um, especially in folklore around, you know, spirituality. You know, we spoke about cats before um, on a recent episode um, back in October, you know, about how they um, had a bad reputation at one point because they were the witch's familiars and, you know, they would bring misfortune and they were, you know, the witch in disguise or they were the devil in disguise. Um, but it's not all bad, you know, in Celtic mythology, um, in Celtic mythology, they had a grey cat called Grimalkin, um, and he was believed to have special powers. Um, and he actually, that you know, that uh, myth that they created featured in various works of literature. Um, and he was in Macbeth, where he helps the three witches look into Macbeth, uh, Macbeth's future. Um, so it's that's quite interesting, you know, that they're portrayed even then as like mystical creatures. Um, and in Norway, um, they feature in fairy tales as kind of goblins in disguise and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but of course, Christianity comes along and turns them into these dark beings. Um, but of course, cats and Egypt, you know, the ancient Egyptian, uh, the ancient Egypt. Oh my god, why can't I, I say it? Saying, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, the ancient Egyptians, you know, they loved cats. It's all over Egypt, you know, they they loved it. Um, and that's because they were associated with the goddess um, Maftet and later with the goddess Bastet. Um, you know, so that's quite interesting as well, you know, that they've got a goddess of cats um, and the protector of cats. Um, so... Yeah, they've got their own money, tunes and everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So cats to them were seen as the physical embodiment of Bastet's spirit, you know. Um, so... That's really interesting. I love that they just, you know, um, completely just worship them and like them and, you know, had everything around them. With, with my one cat in particular as well, she has a routine. I mean, they all have routines, but she has a routine in the morning um, and she always will eat and she'll come upstairs, sit on the window and close her eyes and just sit there. And I always think that's her like meditating. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe they do have their own ways of meditating yeah yeah definitely um and they're also as well cats can be um you know a lot of people will call cats la lazy and i'm sure they are <laughs> well, well, well they are um but 
people will also kind of relate them back to you know the ultimate zen you know um they people will relate cats back to like buddhist teachers or compare them at least to buddhist buddhist teachers um and that's because you know cats will eat when they're hungry and sleep when they're tired um and us humans you know we don't always do that if we're tired we push through it or um if we're hungry sometimes we're like oh i'll eat later you know and whereas cats like nope this is it this is it but then, you know, they can hold a single point of focus for an extended period of time, um, seemingly in like a trance. Um, you know, they, they appear almost like chanting, um, which is very calming and helps when you're stressed. Um, and cats will also live in the moment, you know, aware of what's going on around them. Um, so, you know, cats are just very calm and they go with the flow and they're, they're just kind of there just to be there, you know, and, and that's that's what being like more mindful is about you know kind of bringing that in um and also you know people will practice meditating with cats you know mindfulness meditation in the presence of cats um because they believe it's calming um especially if they sit beside you or they sit on you or they purr you know um and that's because the cats will kind of sense the shift in energy and will often react by staying close so you know that's probably why you find that um when I'm doing my work, you know, uh, spiritually, my cats are there because they, they, they can pick up on that energy, you know? Yeah, yeah, we'll have to have a little session all together one day. I'll bring Sebastian, <laughs> you bring <laughs> Bali, Miley and Dolly, and we'll just have like a cat, like meditation gathering. <laughs> a lot of animals are associated with different symbolism and different um, meanings in spirituality. You know, I mean, for example, you know, when we talk about death, um, sometimes people will see crows as bad omens. Um, you know, if there's one crow in particular, you're going to get bad news, two for joy, um, you know, things like that. Um, and they, they have similar rhymes for like things like magpies and that sort of stuff. So different animals represent different things. And I think what's interesting about that, and I think what's very important about that, is an animal will probably mean something different to you than it does to me and to the listeners. You know, they may really vibe with snakes and see snakes as their, you know, comfort, whereas other people will see snakes as these evil um, gossipers. You know, it, it really depends on how you relate to them and what kind of you you see in them. Um, but it's interesting that. You know, because when you talk about dreams, you know, if you see an animal in your dream, some that animal will have a different meaning for why it's there. Um, so, yes, so, so we have a look at kind of what um, sort of meanings some animals might have. Yeah, give me some examples. Oh, my God. Um, so an owl, um, an owl... Um, symbolism and an owl an owl as an omen um if you see an owl um particularly if you've asked for something or it pops up in mysterious ways or in your dreams or something it could mean that you need to be careful because something huge is coming your way um for a rabbit this can be um that they are here to offer you abundance and fertility um a crow is that the truth will appear to you and that is because you are finally ready to hear the truth um Snakes, um, your passions will open gates of power. 
Dragonfly, Omen of Fairy Presence, which is interesting. We had our episode on the Fae and Fairy Folk, um, so go back and listen to that if you want. Um, we've talked about cats, but cats as omens can be that they are representing hidden forces and spiritual powers that are near you. Um, a lizard is your dreams reveal something important. A ladybug is a messenger of joy and good luck. Dear, heavens know what you're going through, have faith. And a spider, a friend will come and provide help. Now again, you know, a spy, if I saw a spider, I'd be terrified. But spiders are actually good luck. You know, if you see a spider, you, like a money spider, a money spider will represent abundance, you know. Well, in that case, I see a lot of spiders. So maybe that is a good thing, even though I hate them. Hmm. That is that is good, yeah. But, you know, we spoke about owls and, like, owls can also represent wisdom and um, they represent, you know, needing to keep a secret or a secret coming to fruition. Um, they'll talk about freedom or comfort or stealth um, and they offer protection as well. They can be a sign of protection. Um, you know, flamingos, for example, um, they represent, of course, balance um, because, of course, they balance on one leg. Um, but they're also goal orientated. You have clear sightedness, um, represents love or power or balance and happiness. Um, a cheetah can represent quick thinking or passion or flexibility, um, freedom again or progress. Um, you've got a lion that gives you pride, you know, like the Leo sign, um, courage, power. They offer you a sign of natural born leaders, authority, dignity, wisdom. Um, it's no wonder that the lion represents um, Leo, of course. Um, the swan, the swan will represent uh, purity, love, beauty, but it can also represent death and the grave um, and coming to um, finally accepting that, you know, a calmness, a balance, um, you know, which is which again is quite interesting. Um, but yeah, there is there's so much with it. You know, a crow can be very magical. You know, we spoke about crows, but they can offer of offer magic you know a dog will offer you loyalty and bravery and friendship and affection um and they can represent that for you as well um so you know they really do it depends on when you see it and it's good as well to kind of with animals it's good that if you are looking for a sign maybe you can just say to you know your spirit guides whatever or give me a sign of a giraffe or give me a sign of just just pick something and it will represent for you. And if, if you if you see it, then you know you're kind of on the right path. Um, which is why I was saying it's it could represent something to me different than it does to you, you know? Also, if the crows leave the Tower of London, then the Tower of London will literally fall. So, like, crows are important. <laughs> Isn't it that they have to keep, like, a certain number as well? Something, yeah, it's like a certain... I, I don't know what the number is, but, yeah. If the crows leave, the tower falls... And crows are cute anyway, I think. <laughs> they are cute. They are cute, yeah, yeah. Or well, the Tower of London ones are, anyway. <laughs> yeah, and again, that's that's folklore, you know, that's something that's stuck, something like a tradition that they've kept with them. Exactly, yeah. Um, and you may find as well that some animals will appear to you in different ways, like mysterious ways or quite random ways, or you will see something often. Um, and this could be that something is reaching out to you. Um, so, for example, if you're seeing 
a cheetah often or if you see in giraffes often or if you see in octopuses often that was when I had recently I was seeing octopuses everywhere um you know and it doesn't have to be an actual octopus obviously or an actual animal it's just like if you see it like a video of one or a photo of one or a painting of one or a book of one whatever it's still something being channeled to you a sign a message coming to you in some way um so pay attention to the symbolism and the imagery that's around you um because you you would be surprised guys but your guides are always reaching out to you hashtag 333 hashtag 111 hashtag 1111 make a wish <laughs> or hashtag octopus eight <laughs> sure i'm going to actually quickly find the meaning of the octopus because i was seeing that everywhere at some point um and i did google it and i thought it was uh, yeah i'm surprised you haven't already <laughs> so an octopus will represent creativity um an octopus represents the ability to move quickly oh. and escape from tight situations. Um, and it represents um, the encouragement and the ability to move towards a goal um, in unorthodox ways. Um, and they ask for you to lose excess physical oh. and emotional uh, baggage. Well, maybe, is that relevant to you? Well, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and it's about adaptation and, you know, um, fixing things. Um, you know, they're mysterious as well, but they're also very wise and smart and they represent willpower and focus. So at the time when I was seeing them, it was when I was kind of feeling a little bit lost and I was feeling like, oh, God, what am I supposed to be doing? Um, and that was quite nice to see octopuses all the time because I was thinking, oh, OK, this is a good sign. Yeah, maybe I should get an octopus tattoo. Oh my god, don't even tempt me. Oh, really? Oh, you actually worked. Oh, there you go. Octopus, but make it like art. So I think that sums up our um, animal spirituality episode. Laura, is there anything else you would like to add? Yeah, well, I know we talked a lot about cats because we are cat owners. So it just came naturally, really, to just sort of start with cats. Um, but I hope, I hope that we um, covered the base of all different types of animals for you. <laughs> Okay, well, thanks everybody for listening. I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast episode. Um, we just want to quickly say we noticed that uh, we had 11 reviews and people were leaving us reviews. So thank you so, so much for leaving us those reviews. Um, it really does help and we really appreciate it. We had no idea. We didn't, no, no. So it was it was good to see it. For some reason, they weren't showing up on um, the UK um iPod um, app, um, iPod podcasts app, um, but we found them. IPod. It's not 2009. <laughs> so thank you, thanks for that, guys. Thank you so much. Um, but if you haven't left a review, please do. Please do leave us a review. We would really appreciate it. It really does help. Um, and I think quickly we should just talk about where we're. Um, I found out that we can actually see where we are in the charts um, around the world. Um, we're not charting in um, the UK, which is not good. We're just not in that UK chart at all. Um, but we're very popular in Poland, the Philippines, Hungary, Slovenia and Costa Rica. That's fine, because that's way more important in the UK anyway. <laughs> it really is. We'll arrange some uh, meet and greets in all those countries. Um, <laughs> so look out for um, book signings and live podcast events in those countries um, next year, hopefully. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, definitely. Catch us on our Costa Rica, Slovenia, Hungary, Philippines and Poland tour. 
Yeah, we'll start off with the Eastern European countries, like first, for like a week, and then we'll just fly out to Costa Rica. <laughs> yeah, casually, definitely. So thanks to the people in Costa Rica, Slovenia, Hungary, the Philippines and Poland for listening. We really appreciate you. Make sure you tell your friends. Um, but we really appreciate if you're listening in the other places around the world too um so again thank you so much for listening um but you know let's try and get in the uk chart so come on uk people let's let's shout about this podcast yeah Mm, yeah i agree okay well join us next week when we talk about another topic but as for now we will see you soon bye thank you guys bye